Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. The message today, be still and know. In our text, we're going to take two texts. Psalm, the 46th chapter, just the 10th verse, you know this. Be still and know that I am God. And then we'll go to Mark, the 6th chapter, the 46th verse. You know this one. When Jesus had sent them, his disciples away, the people away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Be still and know. The trauma conversations that go on now at Roxbury Presbyterian Church every Thursday night have proven to be one of our most effective ministries. Uh, Each month, we open our doors to whomever will come and talk about trauma. The other weeks in the month, we do other things, but all focused on trauma. Trauma is defined as any event or experience that produces feelings of persistent horror or fear or grief. And while we tend to think of trauma in terms of uh, the terrorist attacks or a plane crash, uh, in an in a urban community, trauma can be just part of living in the city. In a community where violence is too often the norm, trauma can be lasting and pervasive, affecting not just one person, but an entire community. And so we work really hard on healing in our community. And we try to have each week two or three hours of fellowship. And most importantly, we try to create a safe space for people to gather and share their stories and learn more about trauma and learn about healing. But each time I introduce our conversations about trauma, I also let people know that there will be long periods of silence in the flow of the evening. You know, we don't have a set program. We invite people to get up and tell their own stories. Uh, But we realize that there are going to be times when no one is talking. And we don't want people to feel awkward when there's no conversation. As a matter of fact, we have come to learn that these periods of silence are actually important for healing. The, the time when the soothing music ends, the time when the talk ends, is, is just as important as the time of conversation. In a world full of horns and gongs and, and endless uh, fever-pitched talk in media and, and in music, just, just, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. It's easy to forget the power of silence. This morning when I came into the studio to record my sermons, I realized I had forgotten my cell phone. And at first I was really upset about that. But it dawned on me that maybe I needed to be quiet for a while. American poet May Sarton wrote once, Sometimes silence is the greatest sign of understanding and respect, far more consoling than words of false comfort. So sometimes silence is what we need to heal with ourselves and with others. As a preacher, I'm always searching for the right words. 
But the, the, the longer I preach, the more I realize that sometimes nothing can be said. Sometimes nothing need be said. The Bible has much about silence in it. The writer of Proverbs tells us, even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. Job admonished his gabby and presumptuous friends, if only you would be altogether silent, for you that would be wisdom. We live in a world that creates noise, that markets noise. This last political season brought nothing but bickering and shouting and ranting and raving and noise. And you you wonder if anybody's doing any thinking anymore. Uh, news is instantaneous. Everybody has to react and tweet and, 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 and I am and all the other ways that we communicate. And it really sometimes is just noise. Discourse has morphed into technology, and it's taking us to a low sometimes because everything has to be put into short snippets. Uh, You know, we describe terrorist threats as chatter. It's a Facebook world, Twitter, instant messaging. We put great worth on little thoughts. Uh, I'm going out the door. Here's the picture. Bacon for breakfast. Just thought I'd share it. Uh, this may not sound like it, but it is really noise. Uh, it, it, nobody's taking the time for reflection and contemplation, and it seems like we don't even want to quiet our minds. Maybe we're afraid of silence. I remember one time during one of our trauma talks, a participant got up and said the silence was awkward for him. And I thought about his words for a while. Why would we be afraid of silence? It's because we're just so used to the noise. And maybe if there was no noise, we'd have to face our own thoughts. Maybe we'd have to face our own pain. The psalmist whispers, My soul waits for God in silence. Battered and bruised by his bitter enemies, the writer reminds himself that silence is a time for waiting. And in the Hebrew interpretation, waiting for God is the same as hoping in God. Fear and anxiety and guilt are gently pushed away in this silent time of trusting in God. There's no better way to express this trust than through this deep and still submission. The psalmist's entire being is one great stillness with no space left for complaining or crying, no desperate pleas. Now, sometimes you need to cry out, but sometimes your soul must wait for God in silence. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Waiting for God in silence is a learned discipline. It can only be mastered through the practice. The more time you take to be still, the more you know about being still. 
Now, that's not easy for us. But think about Jesus. Jesus spent a great deal of time in silence, alone with God. The sixth chapter of Mark records the time when Jesus goes to be with his father. He has just performed one of his greatest miracles, the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus blessed the bread, his disciples distributed, and 5,000 hungry mouths and souls were fed. It was an amazing moment, a supernatural moment, but it had to be draining for the human side of Jesus. So Jesus realizes this, and first he sends his disciples away so they can rest. Then he dismisses the crowd. Maybe he gives them a few parting words. And then, according to the text, he departs to the mountain to pray. Now, this was a scene that is repeated throughout the New Testament. Jesus continually withdrew to the mountains, the desert, or some other place of solitude where he could spend intimate time with his father. Were these times for endless chatter or crying out in despair? We don't know. We weren't there. But if you read about Jesus enough, you begin to sense an atmosphere of quiet and stillness when he withdraws to be with God. Luke 6, 12 through 13, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. And when morning came, he calls his disciples to him. Matthew 13, 1, 3, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them things in parables. Matthew fourteen thirteen. when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been beheaded, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Jesus was silent often. That is how he must have communed with God. Dallas Willard, the great theologian, the late theologian, who specialized in spiritual growth, was asked what one word he would use to describe Jesus. And he said, you'd think he would say compassionate or giving and loving, but he said relaxed. Relaxed. At first, that may sound a bit self-indulgent. I can't imagine how Jesus could be relaxed with all he had to do. But think about relaxation. It involves a slowing down, a letting go. It involves being still and knowing. You know, you don't have to be unsure. You don't have to be doubtful. You know. You know that God is in charge. You know that God is sovereign. You know you have a purpose in God. Jesus knew he could rest in his Father and his Father in him. He knew the two were one. And in that intimacy of stillness, he could hear his heart beat, beat along with the heart of his father. Can you imagine that kind of relaxation that comes in that silence? I would suggest that in this world where we have hypertension and heart attacks and, and, and people are stressed to the max, that silence may just be the best way to live. Isaiah thirty fifteen, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Silence. Yes, sometimes we just need silence. In a recent article in the European Heart Journal, scientists reported that noise can actually kill. 
Their research concluded that loud noises can increase the risk of heart attacks, high blood pressure, and stroke. Uh, These experts believe noise is deadly because it raises, as I've said, the level of stress. Now, when you live in urban America, you're used to sirens, you're used to uh, all kinds of noise, and, and that does, I think, affect our stress. Poverty can be stressful. So anytime we can help our neighbors in Roxbury learn about quiet time is good because quiet time can heal the mind and body. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is realizing and claiming the power and security of God. Whatever challenges this writer faces, invasion, war, natural calamity, God is the refuge and strength, the ever-present help in trouble. Whatever challenges we face in our day-to-day lives, be it in urban America or in suburbs or in the country, God is in charge. Let God take over. Be still and know. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let me.